Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely their fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Superlight Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Superlight shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. On to the great Broncos. The ambush season, it's upon us. We are here. I'm allowed to tell you guys now, over the last few years, I wasn't allowed to tell you that 2022 was the year of the ambush because, you know, we got deep. We had a lot of meetings, a lot of high-level meetings, huge NDAs signed. You know, these are million-dollar meetings I'm talking about here, boys. Million-dollar meetings. But I've finally been released from the NDA, and I can officially tell you that it's the year of the ambush. Fuck, you played your role well. Good God. (laughs) The year of the ambush is here. <laughs> now, in the second row, average experience is 28, which is, which is, which is very low. Average age is 22. Uh, props, average experience, 67. Average age is 26, which is, is quite surprising because mm. you wouldn't associate that with the Broncos because they've been so young so lately. Hooker, this is, okay, this has been bugging me Ever since Anthony Seabold let go of Andrew McCulloch. <laughs> in a top squad, you need more than one hooker. I don't understand why the Broncos... I know that Corey Pakes is a utility. Is he in that... But he's probably not... So he's, not, he's probably in the extended squad then because he's not on this Just list. Yeah, only, there's no developments on this list. Yeah. There's so no let Andrew McCulloch then. go twice. Yeah. Once, twice. And that's what I couldn't understand. It's like, don't get me wrong, Turpin, good developing player coming through. But you need more than one hooker in your squad. Yep. I, don't, I don't get it. I do not understand. Remember when Alex Glenn was jumping in at nine for a little bit here and there? And it was just like, what, what are we doing? Yep. And this is, this is when we talk about squad balance and how much one bad year of recruitment can ex- just implode your whole squad. Um, 
So huge concern. The, the biggest concern for me for the Broncos is the fact that we only have one full-time worker. I know Corey Pake, but Corey Pakes when he was coming through was just a utility. Yeah. He's been trying to mold him into a hooker, which is great. Like the, I think they've got Matt Ballon there now, which is really, really good. But we, I, I really hope that we have another hooker in the – another two hookers in development um, than, than just one. Anyway, uh, on to Locke, Paddy Carrigan, Kobe Hetherington. But um, you, ha- you have got Billy Walters too. Not a hooker though. Oh, he's played a fair whack of hooker over the last few years though. Do you reckon? Oh, fuck, I, I thought he looked better at hooker than really? five, mate, to be honest with you. Okay, but fair enough. Oh, I, I, I'm, I'm a real fan of specialist, specialist hookers. Yeah, fair. Yeah, yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? I'm, I'm a real fan of like – Kind of like fullbacks now. You, you can't afford to have just a really fast fullback that's a good ball runner. Yep. You need a specialist fullback. I mean, yeah, have a look at Melbourne. Even when they had Cam Smith, they always had another three or four hookers yeah, floating so around. In, yeah. in, a, in a position that is, you grind so much and such a high, level, a high chance of injury. So it's, it's really surprising to me. Now, look at Newcastle when we take Braley out. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, you know, in saying that, maybe they've got a couple of guys in the development side of things that... Uh, anyway, lock. Paddy Carrigan, I don't think he's a lock. I think he's a front rower, but he can play lock. Uh, gets through a ton of work. Kobe Hetherington, I fuck, was such a fan of him last year. I thought he really glued the side together and he can ball play. Their average experience is 30 games, so quite young. Average age, 23. Fullback, uh, average experience, 67. Uh, average age is 24. Uh, the, the male is that Tessie knew will get that first crack. Um, I think long-term, you're probably going to have Selwyn Cobbo there. Uh, David Mead, obviously experienced, you know, really can come in and, and do a job. Outside backs, uh, players seven, which is, uh, yeah, that's okay. So you, you haven't gone wing, wing in, in center. Okay, outside backs, player seven. Average experience, 79. Uh, and their average age is 26. Halves. So we're probably maybe halves heavy. Yeah, there's a lot of halves there. There is a heap of halves, but I... You'd rather have too many than not enough. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. I, I like that Gamble, <clears throat> Walters, Kelly, Ma'am. Uh, mate, we haven't even got, uh, what's his name on there? Tamari Martin. Yes. So that's seven. That's got seven. But that, that's where I would trade one of this for a speci- another specialist hooker. Yeah, fair. You yep. know what I mean? I just think that we know Adam Reynolds is our guy. Um, obviously, if he gets injured, you know. The thing with, with Adam Reynolds is if he gets injured, we're fucked. Yeah, yeah, you're okay. Like that's, that's just the truth. But that's the vast majority of teams. Yeah. They're halfback, their best player. So. Except for a lot of fucking roosters. Yeah. Unbelievable. Um, so average experience is 55. Average age is 26. Uh, Ezra Mam, a lot of potential. A lot of potential. Seen his thing. Uh, Billy Walters, uh, obviously Tyson Gamble, really liked the attitude that he brought last year. Albert Kelly, a little bit older, but he did a job. Uh, Going to be really interesting what the, the, the Broncos do, who they partner with Reynolds, because... Mm. It's not as simple as like, this is the best player, so put him with Reynolds. It, he has to complement the way Adam Reynolds plays. So I, you know what's crazy? You know, I could be totally wrong, but I actually think it's going to be Adam Reynolds that makes that decision. I actually think Kevy Walters is smart enough to know Adam Reynolds knows the, who's going to be the best Surely player. that makes the most sense, doesn't it? Yeah, surely. He's been around the block enough to know what works for him, what works yeah. for his football. Mate, I really think that uh, Tamari Martin, if he manages to get himself back, I think people forget how good he was. 100%. Totally agree. You look back to 2017, he played in that final series. Mate, he absolutely brained it. Yeah. Absolutely. He scored a great individual try against the Chooks in the prelim. He scored the only try in the grand final. He's done an apprenticeship under <laughs> Mick Morgan and Thurston. Two of the best halves of this generation. I, 
And mate, uh, I know it's a small thing, but I see him at training how much he's smiling and enjoying himself. Yeah. I reckon it could be anything for Good tomorrow. Good signs, absolutely. It's a great pickup for the Broncos. You get him for absolute peanuts, probably on development role. And he's if he's healthy, he would be desperate to get back to the top. If Gamble <laughs> isn't the six, you've got to have him somewhere, don't you? you got, I think you've got to have Gamble in the side as a, th- a 14. I, I think that you could bring him on. He could probably play a bit of hooker. He could probably fill in at lock. Yeah, that's right. Just the energy. Yeah. You know, I, I actually like him as a 13. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I haven't seen him play there, but I just think the way he he's plays. He's a footballer, though. You know yeah. he's going to be able to. I, yeah. I, 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 I agree. Now, I, I just think there's this intangible that he brings to that squad yeah. that they really need as a young squad. Um, Whereas I look at an Albert Kelly, and I think <laughs> if he's not six, he's probably not in my team. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I agree. If, if, if he's not the, the six that really complements Reynolds' great running game, a bit bigger body now, which is interesting because he started off as a, a bit of a small body, yeah, but he's a really... very small body, yeah. Um, but yeah, I totally agree with you. I totally agree with you. Albert, Albert Kelly, it's, it's kind of like you either use him as a six or that's it. Yeah. I, whereas a Tyson Gamble, I just think you need to find a way to get him into that 17 role, maybe put a few extra kilos on him to, so that he can play that 14 role. Yeah. The problem with a, gam- a guy like Gamble is like, because he doesn't set the world alight, it's a hard sell to go, you're the six for the whole year when you've got yeah. guys like even Albert Kelly, you've got Ezra Mam, who is, you know, you watch his highlights, he's explosive well, as fuck. He's got 14 written on his forehead to yeah. me, Ezra Mam. I, I think he could be, he's very raw, very young, yeah. but just have a look at those stats from Queensland Cup. Yeah. It was a try and a try assist every week. And Crazy. he's like, yeah, very he's explosive, impressive. very explosive. Um, so look, I think we're in a, a much better position. That, I mean, there was a period there when you, when you looked at the Broncos squad, like um, 2020, in their halves, we were calling back Carmichael, uh, 2021, when he called him back, Carmichael Hunt. That's how, and that's no, not like, I honestly think Carmichael's one of the most underrated fullbacks to ever play ever. the game. <laughs> Without a doubt. Ever play the game. Yeah. He kept Billy Slater out of the Queensland. I, I think Slater's career could be very different if Carmichael didn't leave. That's how good I think he is. Yeah. But, you know, to, to be that desperate that we need to call him back to play six when he barely played really much six at all in the NRL. Yeah. A little bit, but not much. That was the state it was still of, 12 years ago. Yeah, that was the state of our roster. Yeah. The state of our roster. We were calling guys back like... We, we couldn't fucking find a half of them. And I actually remember life. thinking this might actually be good for them. <laughs> like you put it in a vortex and say we're bringing Carmichael back after he's played AFL Union yeah. for 12 years. Yeah. That's how bad we were. Yeah, that's how bad you were going. But yeah. at the time I was like, fuck, this might actually help them. Yeah. Scary. Yeah, that's how bad it was. So I think we're in a much better position than we were. And I think the Martin signing is just beautiful because he is an NRL elite level half. Yeah, um, sure. Does he still have it? That's the question. Uh, so hopefully he does. Um, <clears throat> outside back, I think we're building nicely here. Uh, we spoke about it before the podcast, but one of the, the Smokies that I'm a massive fan of is Jordan Pereira. Yeah, has been underutilised his entire career. I, 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 know he, I know he makes errors. I, I understand that. But there, there were periods there, 2018, 2019, Fuck me, he was he was running the ball like Toto, like that's and people laugh when you compare him to Toto, but he's got that sort of ability. Yeah, he has absolutely. Yeah. Now, you know, he's not he, Toto is is probably the best winger in the comp right now, like he's yeah. in form wise. So don't get me wrong, but Jordan Pereira is a really really good player. And then when you look at, you've got Jordan Pereira, Tony Staggs, Herbie Farmworth, Selwyn Cobbo, coming out of your end. That's that's a dangerous that's a dangerous explosive outside back group. Um, 
I, I reckon there's a good chance Corey Oates misses out. Which is crazy. Yep. Crazy. But I, 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 I think that our outside backs, like, I'm pretty happy with it. I'm pretty happy with it. Katoni's the man there, though. Yeah, you need him fit. If he's not fit, we'd, if, if he's not fit, we'll rely too heavily on Selwyn, and then you don't, want, you don't want him to be the guy already. You need him to slowly move into it. But, I mean, if you can get Selwyn and Katoni firing, that's top tier. I'm actually, like, I'm genuinely excited to watch Brisbane play. Yeah. And it hasn't been like that for a couple of yeah, years. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Especially now you've got that ambush coming our way. Could be yeah. anything. Well, look, it's official. Just so you know, it's, it's all official. NDAs have all been lifted, contracts signed, millions of dollars. The ambush is coming. You can either get on board or in 12 months' time you can say, fuck me, Kempi, uh, she listened <coughs> to you. Now, interesting person. So Herbie Farmworth recently linked to Super League. Linked to somewhere. Yeah, linked to somewhere, yeah. which is really interesting, the timing of it, because you get Katoni Staggs in the big deal. Selwyn Cobbo has a breakout year. All of a sudden, managers start going, fuck, Herbie Farmworth's a quality player that's just dropped the pecking order a little. As in, he hasn't dropped the pecking order because he was one. I'm a huge fan of Herbie. Through all of our tough times, he fucking had If Herbie big. was in a Sydney team mm. for the last few years, it'd be, he's, he's a very talented player. Very talented. I really like him. But if you're sitting there as a manager watching that and you go, oh, fuck, mm. Selwyn Cobbers comes through, looks like a once-in-a-generation talent. Yeah. Tony Staggs is unfucking believable All of a sudden, money-wise and position-wise in that back line you're not going to get a big contract yeah, because they just can't afford it. It's an interesting one because he's a, we desperately need to keep him. We desperately need to keep him. What, what do you think the future holds for Herbie Farmworth? I think Wayne would be keeping a close eye on it yeah. too, just quietly. Yeah. Um, I, think, I, I think there's a lot of guys in this Brisbane side. I think the loser out of Albert Kelly and Tyson Gamble mm. and Tamare could end up at the Dolphins. Yeah. I think the loser in this back line, whether it's Oates, whether it's Farm, not, not, not loser, sorry, the guy that misses out yeah. or doesn't have a seat See, I think the I think stops. the real danger of losing Oates and him killing it at Redcliffe because Wayne, yeah. he killed it under Wayne. Yeah, he, fly, he flew under Wayne. So, uh, I mean, Isako's already going there. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if there's more... That do join. Um, yep. I mean, if if Selwyn brains it this year and ends up at fullback by the end of the season, Tessie could become an option yep. for him. Like That's true. And there were uh, Tessie was linked to the Titans as well. Yep. And I'm sure if they can find a way to get Reese Walsh back, they will in a heartbeat. Yep. So, question: Do you think so? The Broncos have gone Tessie New at fullback, and and you know he may be the fullback for the next ten years. But do you think the Broncos are? And people don't, you know, Knights fans don't like when I talk about this, are putting together a bit of kitty to have a crack at Ponga? Potentially. Because, like, they haven't, they've got, obviously, Kate Will on the edge, they've got Reynolds, but they haven't got, um, they haven't really gone into market for a six to get to, to, like, a, to pay a lot for a six, do you know what I mean? For, mm. To partner Reynolds. And I wonder whether that is because they're putting together something for Kale and Ponga this year. Yeah, quite possibly. I mean, you know, obviously having Kevin Walters in there, I, sh- I assume timing-wise he handed KP's first Origin jersey, mm. so be a relationship there. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, like, okay, outside of Reynolds, but Reynolds is 31, two, three years left, yep. I guess. Like, they could be – KP might not be a bad shout. Because, you know, you've, he plays this year out or, you know, maybe he agrees for a one-year extension. You know what I mean? Because, like, Kalen's in such a position where he could say the night's, oh, I'm just going to do that one, one year. He's got so many chips in his yeah, corner. Yeah, absolutely. It's not even funny. If I was the Broncos and I had the cash, I would either be preparing for a monster raid in mm. 2023 
or preparing for a Kalen Ponga raid in 2023 also. Imagine if it overlaps where you get a season where you got Reynolds, Munster, Stags. Oh. Haas. Like, that, 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 that would be a dang... That would that, be back to your old Broncos. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. We'd, we, we've made the only difference... Selwyn in two years' time. <clears throat> the only difference would be that hard edge up front that we, yep. we've always had. Like, that's an underrated thing of the Broncos of the past is we had a hard-nosed edge. Petro Sivnaceva, Brad Thorne, but Shane Webby. two years, Hetherington, Carrigan. Well, I, there's guys there that have got potential. But he's still... Only, Carrigan would only still be 25. Hass will be yeah, 22. Yeah. They just won't be that like 26, 7, 8, 9, mm. that real like mongrel adult kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but I, I see your point though. But in saying that, there is no current NRL team that for me has what you guys had back that's then true. either. Good point. Good point. Good point. Um, but I do think that's an often underlooked thing of the Brisbane Broncos of yep. the past. Is, is our, like We were seen as a glamorous club. But we have, it's almost like the Roosters of today. Mm. They're seen as a very glamorous club, but they're fucking dogs. Yeah. They're fucking dogs in that forward pack. And the Broncos were similar. Like, like fucking Dane Carlaw, like David Brad Thorne. Stan, Brad Thorne. No one even talks about Brad yeah, Thorne. Yeah, Tony Carroll. Yeah, Tunza. You know, like, fuck, that, that's un, like, that was a dog forward pack. That, would ju- that, that forward pack could challenge the Australian forward pack. Yeah. In, if, if you went well, forward pack, any, any forward pack. Yeah. Um, even the eight in a row Queensland forward pack. I think that's the thing with the Broncos. You look since they started, it has just been a constant run of champion players that mm. have brought on the next generation. It's kind of like now there's a little gap yeah. and you're almost having to start from scratch. From, yeah, it's, you know it's, like, I mean? it's like starting from scratch, but also under, like there was a, what it might, this is what I, I think happened. It's, and this is just my opinion, but Broncos recruitment was run by Cyril Connell. And he was a legend in the game. He was the guy that got all these... He, he, he scouted me and, and everything like that. Well, him and Ivan Hedjak. And so he was getting older and passed away. Then his kind of understudy was a guy named Paul Bunn. Mm. And so in 2008, guess where Paul Bunn went? Melbourne. Melbourne Storm. Shock me. <laughs> Melbourne Storm. Guess... No, sorry. 2007, I think, actually. Same time Peter O'Sullivan went there too, yeah, wasn't I, it? I yeah. think it might have been 2007, actually. Yeah. yeah. So 2007 or 8. Guess when... So, so Broncos... So Melbourne win their first premiership, 2007 or 8? 7. No, so 7 they lost, 8 they won. Yeah. No, 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 sorry, no, 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 no 6 7 they, they won. lost, 7 they yeah, won. Yeah, so, yeah, seven, yeah. so 7 they won. So if he went into... The first year that he arrived, let's say it's 2007, because I think, I think it was... That coincides with Paul Bunn going there. Ever since then, they have essentially been the Broncos yep. of this generation. Uh, and that's a very unknown fact about, like when you look at the Broncos, you say, how come, you know, and Wayne managed to hold it together, like because we had that base already built, you know, we were getting the best, pl- like the Broncos got the best kids out of school. It was mm. almost a, a given, like you go live up in Brisbane at the Broncos, you know, it's a glamour club. And Wayne managed to hold that together. So we, first we lost Paul Bunn, then Wayne left in 2008, uh, and, that, and, and so that period of 2009 till 2015, it kind of gutted that bottom bit. It's like a jigsaw, like playing yeah. jigsaw. It kind of pulled that last bit out, and that's why we, we, we didn't see the ramifications until now because, yeah. like, you know, 2000, 2009 to 15 is basically when that next generation, by the time 2020 rolls around, 
is going to be ready yeah. to play. And I think that that period is why we we fell so far because we lost that kind of development. I mean, like we, we, we just spoke about this guy on the screen, Jack Hallworth. He's, you know, born in 2002. You know, he's 20 years old. He's seen Brisbane win one premiership. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, like, I grew up watching Brisbane win a premiership every second fucking year. Yep. It was a nightmare. Yeah. I, I mean, what's crazy as well is like, he, was one, he is literally one of the best players coming out of school. Guess who recruited him down to Melbourne? Yeah. But most likely, I mean, Paul yeah. Bunn is their guy. Guess where he's from? Mackay. You telling me Paul Bunn isn't getting him to the Broncos if he, you know, if we were still... It's, yeah, it's funny, like, you look at that timing. Paul Bunn left and won premiership after premiership. Wayne left and went minor premiership, premiership of the yeah. Dragons. Yeah. Came back and you were two and a half seconds from winning another premiership with yeah. Wayne. Yeah, so that, that's what I, th- I think has happened. But I think, I think you know... Kevy Walters has identified that and Ben Iken and understand that that's why a lot of these ex-players now are back mentoring the, the boys. Um, you know, don't get me wrong. It is good to be scientific. It is good to be new and look towards the future. But there's something about tradition and connecting yourself to the past that you need to do as a club. Otherwise, what are you playing for? Like, it's just a jersey. It's just a piece of material. The, the reason why, like, it's... The reason why the Broncos has such a glamorous reputation is because of everything that happened before it from the men that made that badge what it was. If you disconnect young men from that, they're not playing for anything other than your paycheck. It's just a job. You need to be playing for something bigger than yourself. And, and that's they, what, like, they started from the absolute bottom. Yeah. Like my, my, my uncle was a journo up in Brisbane and he told me a story once that Powers Brewing first major sponsor yeah. when oh, they ultimately. when they were signed on as major sponsors they hadn't sold a beer yet no way and then and and that's what the broncos you know there's a famous conversation that he talks about where they said your beer better be bloody good and he said your football team better be bloody good oh and then far they both out. just went bang oh, far yeah. out so imagine yeah. you signing an nrl club before you sold your first beer that's wild it's crazy that's it's unbelievable that is fucking wild um I, I, i'm really happy with where we're headed I think there's, I think especially Ben Iken returning, mm. we saw a real difference. There's just there's something about that cultural manager. You know what I mean? I don't know. I, it's like it's like a nothing role. Like if you said like, is it a lawyer? Is it a doctor? Is it an analyst? Is it? But again, it's, it it reflects back on that the idea that I was talking about when it comes to what it means to be a Bronco or a Storm player. Culture is this vague term that means nothing, but it also fucking means everything. And I think it was really important getting Iken in. To go to so Walters could go. I'm just the coach. You give me the fucking players because the problem in uh, NFL teams do this a lot. Hey everyone, I've been on the go recently: Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash post. When you have give the coach too much power, they, they, they begin recruiting to keep their job. Yep. So you're recruiting just to get to the next year, just to get to the next year. When you take recruitment out of the coach's hands your, and your sole goal is developing for the future, then your decisions are not being biased or being, uh, I guess, muddied by the desperation to keep your job. 
And so you, you can't have a coach doing all the recruiting because he's going to be constantly biased by his own need to keep his contract. Whereas if you bring a culture guy in, his bias is purely long-term. Mm. Um, and I think that Ben Eichen is showing that. As a Broncos man yourself, if Michael Morgan doesn't flick that pass out and you lose that grand final, where are you at? Like, I, I, I often think about it like Milford would be a Clive Churchill medalist. He'd be a premiership winner. He'd still be one of the best players in the game, I reckon. Like, like Ben Hunt wouldn't be at the Dragons. Ben Hunt would probably be the Kangaroos halfback by now, I would argue. And people laugh at that, but if they win that premiership... Oh, people don't rem- people forget people how, don't remember how good Ben Hunt like, was. Yeah, go watch 2015. Uh, he was fucking They're not incredible. a top four team without Ben Hunt. I would yeah. argue they potentially missed the finals without Ben Hunt that yep. year, but yep. it, no one remembers it. Yeah, he was incredible. But the, the abuse he caught for that drop ball, when in reality... The guys missing the tackles before and the guys that, you know, turning in and that flick pass, everything, like a lot of people in that team made huge mm. errors. It wasn't just one error in that last grand final. It was multiple errors by multiple players in a 10-minute period. We had that game won. We, I felt like we dominated most of that game uh, and it was a 10-minute period of switching off that killed us. And now it's just changed everything. It's, it's, it's truly changed everything. Ben Hunt came fifth in the Dalle M's that year and he was the only Bronco in the top 10. Yep. Wow. I tell you what, it shows you how good Wayne Bennett is though, where you only have one person in the top 10 and you took the grand final to a fucking... Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's Mate, Anthony Milford was a top 10 player in rugby. I honestly... Like, I'm going to say something crazy, bro. <laughs> I honestly thought he was going to be like an immortal. Immortal, yeah, I know, yeah. That's how good he was playing, though. Did you not think the, the same thing? The first time I ever, my, one of my best mates made his debut for the Tigers years ago, and it was yeah. down in Canberra, so we drove down, and he was playing, and, you know, I was stoked for him and watching him, but I was just watching this kid on the other team. It was like he was playing touch football, and I said to my mate after, I go, is that that Milford kid? He goes, mate, we couldn't fucking touch him. Mate. We couldn't, like, if, when the, every time they had a scrum, we just went, Christ, yeah. what on earth are we going to do here? Like... You go back and watch those old Raiders highlights on him. It's humble. And, and then you watch 2015. He was learning a new position. Yeah. And he was still a top 10 player in the game. He, he was just, he was unstoppable because he had the ball skills, but he was so strong and low yeah. centre of gravity. I, I, I truly, I was like, if this kid keeps on this trajectory, he's going to be in a, like, he was unstoppable. It is, it's so, uh, it's such a missed opportunity the way his career ended up, you know. It's like, unbelievable how it's played out. Yeah. But, I feel sorry for him, man. He got it, – it's, it's that one-team town. That, you know, one thing I will say that I do feel sorry for the boys, it's a double-edged sword. You know, <laughs> they get all the, the benefits of everything that the people that come before them built. So they get the benefits of Lockie's incredible web, web key. You know, they, they built this incredible club. But the negative that comes with that is they also got the pressure. And, and so – it's when you've got young men that ha- can have a tendency to become entitled because you, you, you're at the Broncos, you're the fucking man, and you know, everyone loves the Broncos, you're the biggest fan base, your, your club's making millions each year. It's a very hard balance between letting those young men know, yes, you have these entitlements, but boy, you've you got to understand the pressure that's going to come with that. And I think a lot of those boys coming through, when the pressure really hit, it was almost too much, understandably so. Because they got pizzled. Mate, but, I would argue, like I just said to you, if you would have won that grand final, what would it mean? 
I reckon Brisbane are in a better spot right now if you would have come sixth that year and you would have gone out in week one of finals. Yeah, I agree. You would have been better than losing a grand final in the most unbelievable circumstances yeah. ever yeah. and then completely screwing your halves over for the next three years mm. off the back of pressure and criticism. Yeah. Because they got absolutely <laughs> annihilated. Like I, I still think Milford was the best player on the field that night. Absolutely. I really do. I, like, yeah. I have no doubt about it. I agree. I agree. Uh, I think Jack Reed was probably second. He brained it in that game as yeah. well. No one talks about it. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. To talk about sliding doors moment. Far out. The, 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 I feel like that grand final, above all grand finals, the fallout from it, yeah. it, it like, yeah, fuck. The more you think about it, the deeper it goes. Yeah, absolutely. And we haven't even spoken about Wayne Bennett. If they win that here, I think he's still a Brisbane. Yeah, absolutely. Because then, then there's no longer the argument from the higher-ups of, like, we haven't won a premiership in 15 years. It's like, yep. mate, one fucking four years ago. Um, look. Ambush coming. Ambush is coming, guys. Um, I apologise. You may as well not watch the footy this year because your team's going to get pumped by 50 by the Broncos. Stranger things have happened. <laughs> <laughs> Selling me with confidence. Um but yeah, Payne Haas, he is uh, a demigod and he is the future.